Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 194. Hi, pals. Well, this is, uh, is going to be an easy one. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And we are t- discussing this week, uh, what, maybe 10 full minutes of uh, I don't think, I think we, I went to look at these when I was like, oh, how much time am I going to need to uh, sort of figure this out? Like, what do mm-hmm. I need to uh, do for this? Mm-hmm. Oh, seven minutes. Yeah, and a couple of them were sort of like uh, proof of concept pilot type things mm-hmm. that uh, included interviews that preceded them much longer than the short itself. Yep. The actual content we're covering might be maybe 10 minutes long. Yeah. So when we were going into this, I thought by shorts, these were like, uh, uh, like, you know, shorts, like a, like a sort of five minute pre movie. Oh, like, like Looney Tunes or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because like they made a bunch of those for some of the straight to video ones. Like I, I remember think... there's like a green arrow one. Yeah, but they didn't make like... I, the entire reason we're doing these is uh, the the list that I generated came mm. from Wikipedia. That's it. Like, yeah. That's as far as I went. I didn't do a ton of research. But Wikipedia says these are the things that are considered canon. And so sure. it's like, okay, uh, the shorts make the most sense if we just sort of tack them on at the end. And my thought was, well, Warner now has this streaming platform. This was five years ago before they started running it the way they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought, well, maybe they'll make more. Maybe, like, yeah. maybe they'll throw a couple of bucks at, uh, you know, making more of these. And they never did. But I thought. No, what we've learned is that Warner's refuses to throw a couple of bucks at anything. No, they're literally throwing away an entire finished movie. Oh, boy, they sure are. Did you read I about mean, that? They're like deleting that fucking Coyote yeah. Acme movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. And they let other studios bid on it first. Yeah. And then they're like. Nah, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and delete it. Actually, this movie, which by all accounts is very good. It looks fun. Yeah. But also they did that to the Batgirl movie, too. It's just. uh, They sure did. Yeah. But I thought putting it at the end like this five years later when I put the plan together was like, Mm -hmm. maybe there'll be more of these by the end. And it turns out they weren't. Um, Yeah. And it turns out, okay, maybe they are canon, but. Like, not real. Like, the only one that might be is uh, Chase Me, because yeah. two of them are sort of proof of concept. One of them is, I blinked and I had to rewind and watch the entire thing again. Oh, yeah. We'll so, get into it, but like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, you know, these are considered part of the DCAU in one way or another, so this is what we're doing. So mm-hmm. uh, why don't you kick things off with the Dark Knight's first night? And let's let's proceed this by saying this is the proof of concept that Bruce Timm and Eric Radomski put together uh, to pitch a Batman series to the network. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't part of the series. It's it's what made the series happen, basically. Yeah. Uh, so this is called the Dark Knight's first night. I don't think that's. Uh... <laughs> well, it's not really like Batman Begins or, or Year One yeah. or anything. All right, so after a shot of Gotham City, so Gotham City that the skies are cinnabar, I, I looked it up and that's the most red that you can get, so yeah. 
Think about that for a while. <laughs> we see some crooks failing to rob a jewelry store, and then Batman shows up and positively rocks their shit. Have you um have you seen the Batman opening credits? Me too. A lot. It's 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 that, but Batman fucking just ruins a couple of guys. Yeah, it's I mean, they definitely took this concept and said, why don't we just do that for the opening credits? Yeah. But, and they were I mean, like we've talked about this. That's a great opening credit sequence. That is everything yeah, you need to know about Batman. It shows you the style minute. of the show. It shows you yeah. what Batman's like. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't give you any supervillains, which was my only thing. Yeah. Like if you showed, I don't know. I don't know how you would do that. I don't know. I'm not going to second guess them. It's great. Uh, I mean, I guess one of those guys could be like the Mad Hatter. Mm, I wouldn't mind seeing that guy punched uh, yeah. you know, every day before the show mm-hmm. started. He's got those big fucking teeth and just like no mm-hmm. one ever knocked him out. And I kind of want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know what? That's my big regret. Now that we're wrapping everything up, we only got a couple episodes back left. Mm-hmm. That's my big regret is I never got to see those big ass Mad Hatter teeth go, f- go flying out of his stupid face. <laughs> This uh, the the models weren't exactly the way they would end up being mm-hmm. like the the sort of simple Bruce Tim style and like uh, the the city looked a little bit different but it, mm-hmm. you you could definitely see like it's obvious this this became that yeah there there's a the the shot like the close up of Batman's face when they do when he does like the eye narrow yep. And it's 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 much more detailed. Like mm-hmm. it looks very. At the time, I was thought it looked very Neil Adamsy, mm. which I well, could see them taking a lot of influence from. And they said, like, yes, we drew from the Fleischer stuff, which we yeah, every everybody knew that. But something about these looked even more Fleischery to me. Like they almost looked sort of rotoscoped or something. Oh like yeah, the, the shadowing and the way people moved and everything. But there were definitely other influences, and I could see the Neil Adams thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your good thing? Uh, so Batman's oval is either glowing or just the way that the video, like, played made it look like it is, and that's a cool effect that I do not ever see. You're talking about the yellow oval where his, uh, that has his symbol on. Yeah, his, his, uh, his bat logo. Right. Um, I wonder if it's because there's no other sort of yellow anywhere. Like. That could be it, too. It's all, like you say, cinnabar and dark shadows and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, here's some yellow, and it's like, your eyes are just like, that's blinding. (laughs) Um, yeah, it, it, it looks look really cool. It, like it's it's a neat idea to do that. <laughs> and if you go with the um, the sort of I think it's Frank Miller's thing was like, yeah, I put a target on my chest because that's yeah. where all my bulletproof stuff is. Yeah, like that makes sense. Like to draw attention to it even further. It's like, well, if I'm gonna have my stupid mouth be open, I should probably uh, put a big target on my chest so people shoot me there where the armor is. Mm-hmm. Well, what if I shot him in the mouth? Shut up. <laughs> Well, then his stupid teeth would go flying. <laughs> <laughs> go back to pointing at him and going, it's the bat. Uh-huh. Um, my good thing. There were some little touches that uh, probably got watered down by the net by the time by the mm. network, by the time the show made the air. Like you said, <laughs> Batman fucking ruins a couple guys. The violence yeah. definitely hit harder. Something I can't quite pinpoint about the guns felt more visceral and real and like mm-hmm. They felt like real guns and not like sort of cartoon. I don't know. Here's a stick that that makes a bang noise. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they're like everything else. They had a lot more like detail to them. Yeah, and and like I is... know when you trans like even in this show, like uh, the the guns tend to be a little more uh, simplified. 
Yeah. And look, you can you can make that look deliberate by saying it's stylized because that's mm. how these shows work. But, you know, like the network definitely made them not not do some things. Yeah. Uh, what was your bad thing? Uh, it's a little janky. Like it's, you know, well, it wasn't it's clearly meant. a prototype that w- that they would end yeah. up using for the credits for Batman. And uh, it, that does a much better job. Like, you know. Yeah, but it's it's it was done. I didn't realize it was done by two guys. Like, yeah, that's pretty impressive. I know I've always seen Eric Radomski's name on everything, but I didn't mm-hmm. realize who he was. So he and Bruce Tim worked on Tiny Toons together, and it blows my mind that that crummy cartoon led to this. <laughs> Still, just don't think Tiny Toons was very good. Anime next? I mean, look, good. that's fine. I haven't watched it in fucking. 30 it years when I was like because I was in high school by that point and I yeah. loved Looney Tunes and I was like oh it's like Looney Tunes but for now and they're kids mm-hmm. it's Looney Tunes babies yeah baby yeah but Muppet Babies was good yeah it was the the writing in Tiny Tunes was adequate it was mm-hmm. okay but it was uh, yeah anyway um but uh Eric was a background guy on that and he independently of Bruce working up a, a concept had done these backgrounds like these the you know the look of Gotham City as we mm-hmm. know it. and they're like uh you're making the the character you're making the backgrounds these two things go together why don't you guys work together which I thought was cool yeah and so they worked you know they worked on it together and sort of streamlined everything and yeah yeah um my bad thing the crooks mm-hmm. uh who were stealing the jewels at the beginning and I think in the I think in the opening credits, it's uh, it's a bank, but it doesn't. Yes. Uh, they drop the jewels they're stealing and there's a lingering shot of them on the ground for to me with my ADHD brain felt like an hour. <laughs> Why are we looking at the jewels? Is there something significant there? No, they just drew 30 individual jewels and they want you to see them. We put a lot of work into these intricate jewels. Mm-hmm. The rest of this is just fists and faces getting punched. So, like, mm-hmm. we, you know, this is something else. Like, look this, this doesn't for... come up very often, but Bruce Tim is super into jewels. Mm, I guess so. Uh, just, you should put some more jewels in there. Yeah, the girls, the jewels. <laughs> <laughs> I have never gotten a creep vibe from him. Like, Paul Dini's the one. Who oh gets no, that me voice, neither. Not, not, not Bruce Tim. And that's why it's because it's very easy to not be a creep when your thing is jewels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Drop them on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, now they're all dirty. <laughs> all right, how about we move on? <laughs> Unless there's anything else you'd like to address. Nope, why don't you tell me about Chase Meow? I will. So this went before Mystery of the Batwoman, and I remember a couple people asking us at the time, why didn't you cover this? And it's because we were saving it for the end. It had nothing to do with Mystery of the Batwoman. It just, yeah. just, like, just happened to be on that DVD. Uh, so Bruce is at one of those insufferable cocktail parties where everyone is beautiful and rich and knows what canapes are. <clears throat> smug bastards. He's assaulted by an endless barrage of gorgeous women throwing themselves at him two or three at a time, showcasing what a truly tragic figure this character is. <laughs> no sooner does he escape than he discovers yet another gorgeous woman in the priceless jewel storage closet. There's uh, there's Bruce Timm's fetish coming out again. <sighs> She's dressed like a cat, moves like a cat, is performing the actions of a cat burglar. Okay, it's Catwoman. Our boy tries to stop her, but since he's still wearing his Bruce costume, he ends up tripping over a bunch of things and falling into some butterscotch pudding just off camera. 
<laughs> Catwoman escapes, but Batman has now managed to pull his bat pants on and is in hot pursuit. Then they run around Gotham for a while and end up where approximately 60% of all bat chases end up, at the zoo. Then they kiss. Yep. Ah, good bit. stuff for the most yeah, part. Was, this of, of these four shorts, this one felt the most like a short. Yeah, exactly. It was, I four or five minutes, maybe maybe even six minutes long. Yeah, and there was a bit of a plot to it, and it, it, like, yeah, it was uh, it was enjoyable. I wish they'd done more of these because I think it's more like what you expected from all of these. Exactly. Yeah, and and I mean, like, you know, it's real easy to to do like a real quick I Batman don't, plot. The you thing know? is, I don't know that it's like I it costs money. Hmm. And I don't know how you get the money people to agree to that when who watches shorts like, yes, now that YouTube's a thing, people might. Mm-hmm. But before that, as a DVD extra, that's about it. Like you, they don't really fit on TV unless an episode runs short. So like I, I do miss those t- those days when you could have something like this to uh, act as like filler between episodes. Yeah. Well, like I say, if an episode comes up five minutes short or mm. whatever, or like. Something I know other shows have done this, but the one I always think of is the 80s version of the Twilight Zone would they got a full hour and sometimes you get one story. Sometimes you get two or three stories and Mm -hmm. you never know what length they were, which threw off people like me who are always like, well, there's five minutes left. So they must be wrapping this up. Wait, it's going to be coming any time now. Yeah, no, they would hit you with it 20 minutes before because there's two more things coming. And like, Mm -hmm. I like that kind of thing. And I would love a show that would just be a variable lengths and all that. But that. Again, they didn't have that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can see the studio saying, why would we put money into this? What is it for? People are going to buy the DVD anyway. That doesn't really, you know. Sure. But but from our vantage point, yes, I would have loved these. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I don't know. This would have, if, if all this action happened in an episode, we would call it padded. Because it's mostly... Bruce running after Selena and like, okay, get on with the plot. But right. But if it's the short, then that is like, that's the whole thing. Exactly. Then it's not weighing down a story. It's just, this is the point. And uh, those endless fight sequences I'm always complaining about might hit differently when it's, that's the whole point. And they're just doing creative stuff with a fight and they're not, Mm -hmm. they're not like distracting from the interesting part for me, which is the story, you know? So, yeah. Uh, What was your good thing? I just uh, Selena is very very delightfully smug in this. Um, oh, yeah, and I love that. This is not my like I uh, I prefer the gray Selena costume, but mm. um, yeah, this is the new Batman Adventures sort of modeled after the Michelle Pfeiffer version. Yeah, but between this and like the new Batman Adventures Batman, it's just this is this is there's a lot of black running around in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I like that, and just. Uh, but uh, the, she's got that big Bruce Tim smile, like mm-hmm. when some, somebody spilled some jewels all over the ground, <laughs> uh-huh. and um, it's just it's it, it, it's re- it's real good. It is. There's a couple of uh, moments that I particularly liked. Uh, there's one where they're at the zoo, and she's like, "Well, this panther will take care of him because cats mm-hmm. cats got my back." And uh, <laughs> of course, Batman takes care of the panther. And so then, as she's running away, she starts opening cages. At mm-hmm. the zoo, but she does it with this casual, very cat-like way of like, yeah, I'm a, I'm doing stuff just matter-of-factly that's really going to fuck your shit up. So long. 
Like if you could open up a cage door in the same way that you bat a water glass off of a desk. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm not doing this. It doesn't look like I'm doing this to fuck with you, but boy, is it going to fuck with you. <laughs> and there's a moment where she jumps off a rooftop and lands on top of a double decker bus, which is open. Like, mm-hmm. so she just lands among the passengers and a passenger's like, oh my God, it's Catwoman and takes a picture and she stops to pose for him. Uh, that was, that might've been the best part of the episode. Honestly, I love that so much. But then Batman lands, you know, in pursuit and yeah. 50 other tourists put, pick up their cameras and start taking pictures of Batman. And she gets a look on her face like, oh, you want pictures of him more than you want pictures of me. Well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck. Give me your jewels. Yeah. It was very good because, yeah, the the posing was great. But then like, yeah, oh, that was just one guy, though. Everybody likes him better. Come on, guys. I'm Catwoman. Mm-hmm. You know, um, from school. <laughs> my good thing is. Yeah. So, uh, I've for the last little while, I've really gained an appreciation for um, like uh, silent movies, like silent shorts in particular, like the old mm-hmm. uh, uh, Chaplin and Keaton and all that stuff. And I've really kind of. Uh, like I never thought about it the way I do now uh, telling a story without using any words, like mm-hmm. just, just using mime and uh, gestures and facial expressions to completely like, there's no dialogue in this whatsoever. And there's so many great little character moments where they don't need to say anything where it's just, you know, it's just body language or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, in particular, there's one where at the party, Bruce is just surrounded by these women that he wants nothing to do with. And he shoots Alfred, who happens to be there, a please help me look. And Alfred just kind of nods and comes over with with a tray of something. It's it's just a, such a good comedy thing that's true to the character. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't need a word. It's just Alfred. Come on. <laughs> also, there's something I really enjoy about how distracted these women are by hors d'oeuvres. Mm hmm. Are those canapes? I have no idea. (laughs) Well, presumably Alfred made them and he made Mm -hmm. them like they're perfect. They're like, you've never had anything more delicious in your life. Can I invite you, you nice young ladies to some tiny quiches I heated up in the oven? Mm -hmm. Not the microwave because I'm not savage. I think perhaps I've got a pig and blanket here too, if anyone is interested. (laughs) Perhaps some mini pizzas, if I can tempt you. Where did his accent go? I don't know. If there's one thing I know about you, is you're not afraid to do a British accent. That's true, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your... Hello! Accent? There we go. I'm yep. Alfred. Penny. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, what was your bad thing? So, I like the music in this okay, but uh, like... Boy, I didn't. <laughs> but go ahead. I've watched... A lot of animated music videos. That was a thing I was super into in the early aughts. Like, people would just, like, splice together a music video out of, like, an anime or whatever and then put it put to a song. Put their favorite song to it, yeah. Yeah. Um, And just, it doesn't feel like the action actually lines up with the music in a way that I find pleasing. Like, I don't it gets think- too laconic in, when there's action happening. It just, it feels like someone just played this song over the footage instead of trying to sync it up in any way. Yeah, it's it's pretty obvious they did not like that music was not meant for this because mm-hmm. th- there is a way to I mean, the original sound cartoons did that. They yeah, they started with music and then timed the action to the music. And that's you know, there's you can tell there's I mean, a rhythm to it. And this was just uh, this. This felt like it came off 
CD number five of a, mm-hmm. pub- of, a of a collection of public domain music. If you want to put in your thing, that doesn't cost any money. You know. Yeah. Well, and like especially, we basically just watched the Batman opening credits sequence, which does it perfectly. Like it's got the 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 drums hit when the explosion goes off. Yeah. Like the music just sort of builds as like Batman's like revving up the the Batmobile. Wow. That was accidental, though, because they said the original soundtrack they used is lost, and they replaced it with the the score from the show. Well, then they covered it really well, because... Yeah, uh, you're right. That looks incredible. This is just like, I don't know, fucking slap some music on there. I don't care. Yeah, I... And they're Warner. They have, like, so much music... Yeah. ...that they wouldn't have to pay for. Well, and like, like... It's like you said, the appeal, one of the appeals of this is that there is no dialogue. It's just like a quick sequence. Like, yeah, get, get a decent song to go with this, you know, or some score or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my bad thing. Yeah. I, never, I don't think I ever noticed this before. And we do spend a lot of time at the Gotham Zoo over the, over mm-hmm. the course of that show. Boy, we uh, sure do. Now that you mention it. <laughs> the entrance to the Gotham Zoo is almost identical to the entrance to Arkham Asylum. It's got the metal arch with the logo sort of in the in the curve of the arch. It's mm-hmm. got the big, scary, imposing bars. Like, it just says Gotham Zoo instead of Arkham Asylum, but I thought they were running to Arkham. It's like, oh, no, mm-hmm. it's the zoo. How do these look the same? I, I got to assume that uh, Arkham Asylum owned by Amadeus Arkham, whereas Gotham Zoo was owned by Zebediah Zoo, and they both <laughs> went to the same designer. <laughs> That or they're just like, uh, I don't I don't feel like designing a whole asylum. I don't know. We're just locking them up like animals anyway. Let, yep. let me just let me just steal the plans to the zoo and cross out zoo and write asylum. <laughs> <laughs> and then blow build it right over the uh, the reservoir. Oh, of course. You got to do that. Otherwise, who designed this place? <laughs> well, you just said, mm-hmm. you know, this. And, and if I were to ask that question, I would go to you with it because, you know, these things. Yeah, I do. <laughs> And, of course, there's a comic about the guy who built the house where the crazy people live. Uh-huh. There's several. Oh, my God. People really like this house. I understand the setting, but I don't understand going into the backstory of an architect. Mm-hmm. Well, listen. Or an architect, I suppose. <laughs> At this point, literally every building in Gotham City has had at least one comic book written about it. Oh, I think every object, every... Like, you know, every named, like, prop, like, everything, Mm -hmm. you know. I can't remember if it was Paul Dini or Neil Gaiman. It was one of the two who did a comic about uh, the why uh, Gotham used to be full of giant props that... uh, That's not bad, uh, though. Yeah. Like, that is is a question that comes up from time to time. Where does this shit keep coming from? It's like, where the hell did you get a giant typewriter for Two-Face to steal? Well... Mm -hmm. Why would he steal a typewriter? I love typewriters. Okay. Look, I'm not just about the one thing. I have two interests, you see? See? Yeah, two interests. Mm-hmm. Bruce Timm's uh, like, now you know how I feel. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving forward. Uh, this one is called Justice League, the first mission. This was not originally in the pile of things that I had intended for us to watch. But when I went back to that Wikipedia page to see if anything else had been added, they they added this there. It wasn't there five mm-hmm. years ago. And uh, this is the original proof of concept for Justice League. It's like, and it's Bruce Tim and I got to forget the other guy's name. Um, 
but the, the two of them. Oh, Alan uh, Burnett? No, fuck. No, no, no. The guy in the in, in the interview before the thing. Yeah, god damn uh, he's it. A, he's a black dude, so I, I feel particularly bad that I don't remember his name. Um, but um, uh, they threw this together. Like, they basically said, we threw this together in an afternoon. We, mm. you know, And this ended up being nothing like the show, and we're so glad because, blech. <laughs> well, and also I love that apparently no one watched it. <laughs> Well, yeah, it was, it, again, it was made for the network. And then, yeah, uh, but then, the network didn't care. Like, yeah, they just, exactly. they're, they're just like, like yeah, yeah, no, well, whatever. We'll do a Justice League show. Look, we've given you four shows at this point. Just, just keep it going. Yeah. But make it maybe less like the Zeta Project and more like the other ones. Yeah. No Zeta uh, Project, please. Mm. All right. Uh, Except for one you... guy who's like, <laughs> did he find his family? <laughs> nope. Ended on a cliffhanger forever. Mm hmm. All right, please tell us about the first mission. Uh, so this is another opening credit sequence, basically. Uh, we get to the Justice League, fight a bunch of guys. It's a couple of teenagers, Robin, uh, Impulse from the comics, and uh, Cyborg Girl. I don't have a lot to add to this. Oh, uh, Luther has a badass eye scar. That's, that's pretty cool. Maybe he's mad at Superman about that. You shaved my head and scarred my eye, you dick. Yeah, that's some dialogue they could use, I suppose. <laughs> no, you see, I'm not... Lex Luthor, I'm his, I'm his twin. You can tell because uh, I, I, he has a scar and I'm no scar. Dot com. <laughs> also, I only tell the truth and he only lies. <laughs> oh, no, we both only lie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was a lie. Mm hmm. Uh, your, your summary makes it sound like the Justice League fought a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. Okay. No, there was uh, just a bunch of teenagers there. Yeah. The, sure so were. in the before the, the episode such as it is mm -hmm. um they were like this is the warner brothers we kind of expected them to want us to throw some younger characters in so robin's there well this uh, is imp go ahead oh sorry go ahead well this is my bad thing yeah we've talked about it throughout the podcast but what is with networks and studios thinking this show will these shows will appeal to children with more young heroes i will i will never understand that no what kid in their right mind thinks, I don't want to show about Batman or Superman or Wonder Woman. I want to see a bunch of stupid children like me instead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, Robin was going to be in this version of the show? Which, yeah. I guess that might have been fun if they'd been able to use Tim, I guess. But yeah. Ugh. And I don't know Impulse, but probably an improvement over the Flash we got. And He's fine. You know, and the Cyborg Girl means we get three women on the team, which isn't yeah, bad. Which, like, there's, you know. There's things to recommend all of them, but yeah. also we don't need a bunch of kids. God. Ugh. I mean, this is my good thing. Her design, not bad. We don't get a whole which, lot of looks uh, at her, but uh, which I don't one? know. Cyborg girl. Ah, yes. So it's it's basically the version of uh, uh, Vic Stone cyborg, but but as a lady. And exactly. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, well... This comes from him being sort of the the, the oddball character in uh, Doom Patrol. I did not understand why they added him to Yeah, that was a weird that. choice. And he never really brought anything to the story at all. Yeah. Um, except when his dad referred to him as my delicious son. That was great. Yeah, it would be a shame to lose that. But yeah. uh, but otherwise. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't understand the appeal of the character Cyborg exactly. He's... Half robot guy, fine, whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. He's a like. Even now, I don't have a whole lot of like. I don't care about Teen Titans that much. No, like, I, I've talked about this a million times. I never read it because it had Teen in the title, and it just mm -hmm. felt sort of pandery to me. But you know. yeah. But all of that being said, she did look cool. Mm-hmm. 
she wouldn't have been a bad addition to the show. It's weird yeah, that Cyborg in that. no in any form never ended up on on any of these shows. No, the, he was the, they used him in the Titans cartoon. That's kind of uh, it. Yeah. Uh well, I did my bad thing, so what do you got? Uh Yeah, um John Stewart's design not my favorite. Um mm-hmm. They give him a mask, which I don't love, but also he's got, like, a weird, like, short mohawk that I kind of hate. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty glad they ditched both of those, you know? I will say some of the animation of his him using his ring felt a little more creative. Like, what mm. we talked about early on how he kind of didn't really do anything creative with his ring construct. Yeah, just, just beams and balls. Yeah, and later on he gets a little more... Like, and, and my headcanon was, well, when he turned into a kid, he remembered how to do the cool stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit, but, I should make a dinosaur. Yeah, exactly. You should make a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. But uh, here he was slightly more creative and like it was probably a character choice in the first place. But oh, yeah, you know, and they probably sort of did more of an amalgamation of like, uh, here's some Kyle stuff. Here's some Hal mm-hmm. stuff. He does happen to be Jon Stewart, but, you know. Well, and you know, if you're doing a proof of concept, also it's like, oh, let's make things pop. You know, uh, mm-hmm. this is the robot or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, and they ended up recycling a ton of like because they it was just two guys doing it, and yeah. So like they they took some shots of Batman from other things, which they fit. So who cares? And like uh, they used the Gollum robot from um, uh, Batman Beyond, and like, yeah. That and then, but then they get a close up and like, no, it's Lex driving it. You see, it's a different thing. So. Mm-hmm. Now, pretty resourceful. I stole this from a nerdy teenager in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, my good thing. Because I'm evil. <laughs> yeah, look at my scar. Mm-hmm. Uh, my good thing. Yeah. I I liked this design of uh, Jean better than the one we ended up with, actually. Mm-hmm. He had a, a bigger chin. Like, he looked more like he was uh, uh, drawn by Kevin McGuire, which I, you know, I like. Yeah. That's all. Kevin McGuire's... Uh, his his Jean is always my favorite. Yeah, that's the uh, JLI era, like, you know, eats Oreos. Not Nilla Wafers Brave and the Bold. Yeah, she, pay attention. Yeah. Uh, and again, I don't know anything about Impulse, but must have been better than the Flash we got, right? I mean, he has to be. Mm-hmm. He's fast, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Uh, of course, we got a we got a brief appearance by Solomon Grundy, which I assume Grundy do pilot to pick up scale paycheck. <laughs> Grundy really hopes series uh, series get picked up. Grundy could use this money. <laughs> also, Grundy really really good to, for Grundy to get residuals. Also, I don't know if you thought this like I did, but the uh, Grundy was looking uh, real uh, <laughs> like they teenified him a bit. It felt oh like. yeah. Grundy homeless teen like you hear about. <laughs> Zach's best friend on Saved by Bell. <laughs> Teach important lessons. <sighs> All right. Anything else about that one? I think that's it. Very well. Well, then on to the final one, which is mm-hmm. not at all confusingly entitled Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. Would that be confusing, sir? <laughs> Look uh, to this, me. Uh, there, there's that British accent. There, I, I, yeah. yeah. Um, this was made in 2014 uh, to celebrate Batman's 75th anniversary. Yep. It is just over one minute long. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Terry McGinnis arrives at the Batcave to discover that Bruce has been attacked by a robotic version of classic Batman. You know, from back in whenever the original animated series happened, however ago that was. 
Uh, Terry fights the thing and ends up shoving it into a running jet engine and melting its face. And given what we now know about who his father is, that casts a decidedly Freudian light on all of this. Then a dozen or so other robots show up looking sound like a coach. See there robots <laughs> looking like that one issue of planetary with all the multiple versions of Batman. And it's every bit as cool as you think it is. Yup. But let's uh, it also stops right there. So thing. Yeah, please. This is too damn short. Yes. It's uh, like a minute and 20 seconds. If that like. Mm-hmm. This is the last one I watched. I put it on. I'm like, wait, seriously? Yeah. Did I get like, like, is is, is this not like the full version? Like what happened? No. Do you remember when this dropped? Because it was, I mean, it was 10 years ago now, but you know, I know well I into, saw it, but uh, we were well into the YouTube era. And I remember yeah. someone linking to this on Twitter and clicking on it and getting really, really excited. Yeah. Because it rules. Yeah. it It is done by Darwin Cook. Mm hmm. And, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> because it's so short, I didn't really have any th- bad thing other than Darwin Cook is dead. Yeah. Um, it's one of the last I mean, things. I look, he, that does suck. Yeah. It's one of the I last things that. he ever worked on. Like, he died in 2016. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but again, I don't know who paid for this, and I'm surprised they paid for even this much. So I get why it was so short, but you're right. Mm. It's, it's, it really just, like, begs to go on. Yeah. But, you know. And, like, you could do so much more. Like, there's that, th- there's a beautiful lingering shot of just all the different robot Batmans and, like, Brave and the Bold Batman's there. Uh, Adam West Batman's there. Fucking the Beware the Batman CGI Batman's there rendered in, like, animated style. Yeah. I did not catch the, I looked all these up in the DC Wiki to see if they had anything helpful, and they didn't on most of them, but they had a list of them all. And um, Michael Keaton Batman was there, and I didn't spot him the first time around. Oh, yeah. Like, he's he's kind of in the back. Uh, but let me... I'm just uh, in the back getting nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to get nuts? <laughs> uh, they So here's the full list. Uh, Batman from the new Batman Adventures. Batman from mm-hmm. Beware the Batman. Batman from The Batman, which infamously the show we kept griping about because it made the bat embargo on yep. JLU. Uh, Batman from the Brave and the Bold, Dark Knight mm-hmm. Returns, 89 movie, 60s series, and Batman from Detective Comics 27, his first appearance, which I didn't catch. Yep. Very cool. No, I, I know that, uh, I know that, that, like, they basically transcribe, like, the first page of that. Ah, very cool. Or, like, the logo or what they were using right. at the time or whatever, but yeah. it looks fucking awesome. Yeah, and the, the gist of it was, here's a commercial for Batman who is now 75 years old, and, like, mm-hmm. like all right, you don't really need that everyone knows batman mm-hmm. but i'm glad this got made just uh just glad to get the word out about batman mm-hmm. y'all know about batman it's pretty cool <laughs> have you heard the good news about batman i mean listen i know uh my good thing is for something that's barely over a minute long they did a really good job of just dropping you in. like they didn't squander any part of that minute getting you up to speed yeah like, Bruce gives you the one sentence of exposition you need while Terry's fighting. So, like, it's it's just, it's very economical. Like, if they, I assume they came to Darwin Cook and said, you can have a minute and 20 and that's it. I, mm-hmm. He he very much calculated the best possible use of that time, I would say. Yep. And it's good. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, but also, 
th- like what I said was it. Mm-hmm. More like, of this, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, it was a nice little thing to end on. And, and yeah. you know, nice. I remember at the time when it dropped in 2014, like saying, oh, my God, I never thought I'd get to see more Batman Beyond. Even even a minute of it. Mm-hmm. Hearing the voices again and seeing the all the designs and everything. It's like, yay, I loved this show. Nobody else like this show fell, fell off most people's radar. Yeah. And it was it's like if we suddenly got a tiny bit of Deep Space Nine. Yeah. It's like. This is one of the best ones, and, like, nobody ever talks about it, and yeah. here's, here's a little more. Nice. So. Uh, All right. Well, that's it for me. What about you? It, yeah. All right. Well, uh, we have one final thing to review next week, and that is mm-hmm. Justice League versus the Fatal Five, about yep. which I know fuck all, except that it's supposed to be part of this continuity. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out in 2019. Um... And that's it. And so we're yeah. doing that. And then I the following. I it's got the Legion in it, but like we don't even know that much, honestly. No. Like I said, I, I speculated that maybe maybe those guys come back in time and we don't get the Legion. I don't know. Yeah. Um. After that, we are doing one final mail show. If you want to write mm-hmm. to us, time is running out. Kids Love Batman yep. podcast at Gmail. Please do. Please send us some mail. That's it. Once Once we record that show, this show is done. Otherwise, it's um, just going to be me and Al chatting, which, look, we enjoy, but I can't imagine you're yeah. going to. No, and possibly I will, if I think to do even a modicum of show prep, look back at what we've done and try to mm-hmm. think of an angle to discuss for a few minutes. But, you know, that's it. Um, and then we're going back to reviewing Star Trek over on the Post-Atomic Horror. So Yeah. Um, if you have enjoyed this show and, and you didn't already know us from that and you want to hear what we think about Star Trek, well... The good news is you have 10 years of stuff to catch up on. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Um, but also we're going to be jumping back in with Picard season two, which mm-hmm. the entire reason we decided to go back because, uh, wow. The the show that ended with me having to text Al, a thing I never do. No. To just be like, I am I I am so angry at this show. And I said, oh, just wait, there's something even stupider you haven't seen yet. And then 20 minutes later, she's like, Project Con, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I, I believe I just sent you a text that said, <sighs> God damn it, in all capital letters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be yep. a lot of fun. Uh, and if you are one of our kind patrons, uh, please bear in mind that uh, we have one final episode of Brave and the Bold dropping, which is uh, uh, covering... Two final episodes that mm-hmm. we handpicked. Maggie picked the uh, Batman turns into a vampire one, and I picked the, the final episode. Uh, and if you are a patron, we will continue to give you bonus episodes for the post-atomic horror. So, mm-hmm. And also, now that the comedy soap opera uh, Contentment Corner is back, we are putting bonus content up for that as well. So yeah, if, if you were uh, patronizing us, please... Uh, continue to do so or at least mm-hmm. consider that because there is still bonus content even if it's not for this show so have we uh we announced on this what we're doing for uh, uh i believe but it wouldn't material? hurt to it wouldn't hurt to say again sure uh we're doing uh, lo- uh lower decks yeah which you know because otherwise like there's so many shows we now have to catch up on it's like we'll mm-hmm. we'll be doing one parallel to the other thing just for the patrons for a while and then yeah a few years later they'll be available for everyone but you know and I've been considering putting up the Brave and the Bold episodes for general consumption when we finish all of this. 
Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Just like they have been a bonus for people for, you know, years now. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe they'll just go in the main feed when we end the show. Just like, hey. I mean, if we just do like one a week or something, you know. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, so that's all for this time. We'll be back uh, two more times and then that's yeah. all. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2023. Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.